It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. The man behind the banjo, Joe Mullins. Good morning, Joe. Well, hello, Tyler, and howdy, everybody. Thanks for hearing Real Roots Radio this morning. Well, Joe, uh, glad to have you on the program with me this morning. And as uh, as you worked uh, throughout your uh, many, many years in the broadcasting uh, industry, you got your start as a young man and down at WPFB, if I remember right, with your dad and, of course, Chubby Howard. Absolutely. And uh, you're doing a good job, by the way. And I'm so thankful for uh, your last couple of years of work alongside a broadcast legend and for all the encouragement you gave to Chubby and all the confidence he gave to you. And it's been a blessing uh, in spite of our, our grief, uh, all the cards and emails and correspondence that have came our way say, oh, how sad it is. We're going to miss Chubby, but we'll be right there for Tyler and for everybody at Real Roots Radio. We're grateful for that. We sure are. Um, I, uh, I really learned so much from my dad and from Chubby as a youngster, uh, WPFB was actually my second job in radio, um, but I'll back up a little bit. You know, Chubby relocated from out in Tacoma, Washington, back to the Miami Valley in the early 70s um, and reconnected with Steve Lake and the Swing Masters and made history uh, with so many Opry stars and all the rest. My dad had been on WPFB in Middletown since 1964, and had a massive following and was really in demand doing uh, at least an hour of morning drive time weekdays and then the afternoon drive time. I think for most of the 70s and early 80s, Dad was on from like 6 to 7 every morning during the first hour of the day, and then from 2.30 until 5 in the afternoon. I did a split shift and was all sold out with advertisers all up and down the region. And by the mid-70s, after Chubby had came back and got well-established again in the Miami Valley, uh, he became the, uh, the fill-in for my dad. If dad had to be on the road with a band or had to be on vacation or was out sick for a day or two, Chubby Howard was the guest host for the Moon Mullen Show. So that's my earliest memories were hearing Chubby uh, on WPFB filling in for my dad. And I think he probably filled in for other personalities on that radio station from time to time. Well, in the early 80s, um, of the radio station in Middletown, uh, they had a major fallout in the spring of about 81. Uh, our family moved to uh, Jellicoe, Tennessee uh, while I was in high school. And my dad managed the little radio station in Jellicoe uh, for all of 82 and about half of 83. That's actually where I started on the radio. In just a few weeks, it'll be a 40th anniversary. I think my I was assigned the Saturday shift, just like you're doing now, on the radio station in Jellicoe when I was 16 years old. I think I started on the 7th of February in 82. Uh, by, by summertime, when I got out of school, I was on every day. I've been on the radio more than off for the last 40 years now. By the summer of 83, the radio station in Middletown had, had fallen into um, a whole lot of, uh, of uh, uh, a whole lot of despair with my dad's absence. And new management uh, brought our family back to Middletown in the summer of 83. 
And uh, somewhere there, 83, 84, 85, everything got reprogrammed at the radio stations in Middletown. And uh, we wound up uh, with my dad and me and Chubby. We really hit a, hit a sweet spot there in the mid-'80s when all the country music programming on uh, the Middletown radio stations shifted from AM to FM mm-hmm. as trends started putting uh, all kinds of music formats on the FM dial. Um, my dad was uh, like uh, vice president of operations by the mid-'80s after he came back from our trip in Tennessee, and, and uh, he says, well, what, what should we do to make things better? Well, that FM signal from there at Middletown at the time reached um, a lot of people. Uh, it had a, a big coverage area. So uh, the sweet spot came there with Dad doing mornings, Chubby doing midday, and me doing afternoons for uh, a few years there in the 1980s. And we really hit our stride as a team, and, and it, was, it was a good time. Um, well, management at the radio station at Middletown had other ideas by the late 80s, and Dad and I bounced out in early 89, and Chubby just a few months later, I think. Um, but Chubby was already doing steel uh, as part of the Renfro Valley team by the time that uh, the uh, the last upheaval came for traditional country music to be on that Middletown radio station. Chubby was a mainstay at Renfro, and, uh, you know, by then a very established family friend. We worked together so extensively. Uh, at the radio station in Middletown, this big part of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, Dad and I had a bluegrass band called the Traditional Grass. And when we left the radio station in Middletown, we hit the road full-time. Um, I worked from 90 to 95. I also did a, the Hymns from the Hills Hour daily on a, a, uh, the station in Fairfield, Ohio, which reached all of Cincinnati, WCNW Radio had a rich history in, in country and gospel music, and I was doing the hymn hour at noon every day on that station uh, as a supplement to my income as a musician as we were on the road heavy. And Mr. Vernon Baldwin, who was a great family friend, uh, he was a radio investor at that time, and uh, he's the one that led me to Xenia. And in the summer of 95, I was blessed to become the owner of WBZI AM, rebuild it all. My dad and I were on air there and uh, started getting uh, everything reestablished uh, with WBCI Xenia. Chevy left for Info Valley uh, in spring of 98 and uh, called me, and there was no questions asked. Immediately, Chevy joined the team at, at the radio station, WBCI, in the summer of 98. But 23 and a half years ago, our audience got to hear Chevy again. I, I think before we had any automated system he was on every evening in the summertime and on saturdays uh, then eventually uh, all day saturdays and sundays and uh, the rest is history chubby became uh, so beloved by everybody that's ever heard real roots radio as our network continued to build and expand and we were uh, live on the web chubby howard became a part of the lives and the legacy of so many people that like our style of broadcasting so that's a whole lot a big snapshot of the last 40 years and my uh, blessed association uh, with Chubby Howard. Wow, such an amazing uh, segment of history right there, Joe. Uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing that. I know I've, I've been friends with uh, Chubby probably about the last 10 years, and uh, you, you just told me uh, way more right there than I ever knew 
uh, in the 10 years that I've known him. And uh, every time uh, somebody shares a, a new st a story about him, I always uh, learn something new. You had told me a funny story one time. Uh, I'd like I'd like to uh, have you tell again when I think it was the radio station down in Middletown that you all had a sponsor that was a donut shop. And, oh, yeah. And Chubby was always seen with a donut in his hand there at the radio station. Uh, always. But, uh, always. But uh, the back in the 1980s, uh, in the 80s, uh, I believe it was Milton's Donuts in Middletown. Uh, they got mentioned on the air once an hour all morning, and in exchange they brought a big box of two or three dozen donuts. Uh, either somebody picked them up when the office opened or uh, they dropped them off every morning. So we had those to snack on all day. And Chubby went with, with a donut and a cup of coffee the whole time he was in the building. <laughs> and uh, I was the music director, and this was before CDs. And uh, so I was in charge of a big library of LPs and 45 RPMs for current music that was coming out. And, uh, man, if you had donut glaze all over your, your right hand and you had to queue up an LP, it was tough. And we wound up with... The the, the, uh, the sixth song on about all the LPs was kind of sugar coated because <laughs> Chubby always had a always had a donut in his hand while he was on the radio. And then he'd have to queue up. We didn't have computer automation or compact disc. And there was a whole lot more interaction uh, with getting those LPs on the air one after another all day long. Mm -hmm. So all day long, Chubby was getting a little bit of sugar and donut grease on our on our LP collection. So I had to quit. Uh, equip every uh, record rack and turntable uh, with a bottle of spray cleaner and multi-loop pads to keep all the sugar and grease off the LPs back then. <laughs> but small price to pay to have Chubby's personality shining through on that radio station and on uh, on, on the Real Roots Radio Network all these years. Chubby really enjoyed good food anytime, anyplace, anyway. All the years uh, with our radio station, with the studios there in Xenia, you never knew what you was going to find on Monday morning. Uh, uh, it, it, it could be a, uh, a piece of pepperoni uh, stuck to the top of a CD after <laughs> Chubby enjoyed pizza while he was on the air. Um, it, it could be uh, uh, a few soup beans and cornbread crumbs uh, on the console or around the chair. Um, Chubby was going to enjoy good food, no matter if he's on the radio or not, and that, that was all just fine by us. That, that's right. I know uh, many's a time that we were here on a Saturday, and a, a listener would be passing through the area and drop off uh, some goodies for us. I remember uh, one time uh, Wilmer over in uh, Eaton had dropped off some uh, banana pudding for us, and I, I had heard that it was real good, but uh, old Chubby, he, he kept it all to himself over there. <laughs> I didn't get a sample that day. <laughs> oh, he likes it. Well, yeah, another funny thing, it's, it's been 20 or more years ago. Our morning man in the late 90s and early 2000s was a talented guy, uh, a native of the area named Lee Davenport. Lee passed away a few years ago, uh, way too young in life, but. He was a big personality on radio with us, and Lee was a big old boy. He was over 300 pounds. And at the time, in the late 90s, uh, so was I. And, of course, Chubby was for the biggest part of his life. And so there's all three of us uh, averaging 300 pounds, and we're working a promotion at the Green County Fairgrounds. And we had the radio station van and the tent set up and doing a live broadcast. For some reason, all three of us were there. And a guy walks up, and he looks up and down at me and Lee and Chubby, 
a thousand pounds between the three of us. <laughs> he, he he looked us all over and he said, "Okay, which one's chubby?" <laughs> all three of us were big old boys. We probably all had a, a funnel keg or a dip of ice cream in our hand at the time. So uh, never a dull moment. That's for sure. Well, I know uh, chubby always. Uh, love being on uh, being on the air, being on the radio, and of course Saturday was uh, his favorite day of the week. He always told me uh, he couldn't he couldn't wait to get in here on Saturdays and uh, sit and, and uh, spin records from uh, nine until three. And uh, I know it's been a major blessing in my life to be able to come in and work these last uh, almost three years uh, with him of uh, his uh, broad, well, broadcast career. You know, we lost Chubby two weeks ago at. Uh... 95 and a half years old and boy he kept that age private and hid and quiet until he hit 90 i think he kind of gave up after he hit 90 years old at trying to convince people that he was still you know 45 or 50 <laughs> <laughs> um he uh he was quiet about his age and, and of course like most of those real american heroes he was quiet about his service in world war ii uh and his status as a u.s veteran but uh what I was going to say, uh, I was thankful that as Chubby aged, and 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 it was um, it was not as easy as it once was for him to uh, enjoy being in the studio with new equipment or computers, or you know handling uh, being in charge of the entire building and studios while he by himself after he got you know nigh on to ninety years old. What a great blessing to have mm-hmm. Wyatt McCubbin and then you come along. I was so thankful that we had young talent that, that loved and respected Chubby and all the music that he represented in, in Wyatt and then you come along and allow us to extend Chubby's career this last five or six years. It was it was a phenomenal partnership with him and Wyatt and then with you and him. So I'm grateful to, to you guys, and I know Chubby and his family was, and I had – I had some dear friends of Chubby's who are regular listeners tell me that at the funeral service earlier this week. Um, what a blessing that Chubby was able to, well, what a blessing that he, as sharp as he was, yes. still had, you know, instant recall about songs and musicians and shows and and the whole thing. And so we, we, we wanted to keep that on the radio every week as long as possible. And you and Wyatt really helped make that possible. Um just uh, one more thing. Chubby was a great encouragement to me when the Radio Ramblers started working a national schedule. Uh, you know, I put the band together in the spring of 2006 after my dad had retired uh, just so that I could provide entertainment um, for sponsors and, and area events. And that's all we started out doing. Uh, the Radio Ramblers could go out and, and, and fill a stage at a, at a county fair or a, a local festival uh, or at, at a car lot or a furniture store when an advertiser needed a promotion. That's the way we started out. But after we got a record contract and started traveling pretty extensively by 2011, 2011, 2012, Chevy was so excited for us, and he always kept up with what we were doing. Uh, if we had a record on the charts or if we got a good review somewhere or we were going someplace, that he hadn't thought of in a long time. He was so encouraging. And then, good Lord, once we started playing the Grand Ole Opry as guest in 2013, uh, Chubby was just was, was, was great encouragement to us. And with that, 
any time we played the Opry or any other stage in America uh, where there were country entertainers, if we worked a double bill with uh, Gene Watson or Marty Stewart, or, and we did that a few times, um, any country picker that was around would say, do you know Chubby Howard? <laughs> yep. Or I'd say, I, I, we're the Radio Ramblers because I'm on the radio in southwestern Ohio. Do you know Chubby Howard? People everywhere knew Chubby and loved him and had fond stories. We worked the Opry on the 17th of December, just, just what, three weeks ago, and uh, Connie Smith was on the Opry stage after us. And uh, when she finished up, before we uh, finished up in the dressing room, I wanted to speak with her just for a few minutes. And I said, I'm the banjo player that's on radio with Chubby Howard in Ohio. And she said, I love Chubby Howard. You tell Chubby that I love him. And I got to do that uh, before it was too late when I got back to Ohio that weekend. And uh, that's the legacy Chubby had near and far. I'm glad to be a little part of it. And uh, if you want another selection to play, the album uh, that we did in 2012 was called They're Playing My Song. And I did an instrumental arrangement of the steel guitar rag. I'd grown up hearing it on banjo by Earl Scruggs and Don Reno, and I created an arrangement for the Radio Ramblers to record Steel Guitar Rag, and we put a, a, a dedication inside that album to our great friend, Chubby Howard, a legendary steel guitar player, uh, and a big encouragement to the Radio Ramblers. So with that, uh, I'm thankful that you're going to carry on our weekend legacy uh, with the Midwestern Jamboree. And uh, thankful to be a small part of your broadcast today as we remember a great friend. Well, thank you very much, Joe, for the kind words, and thank you for your time today. And as I always tell you, every time I see you, I'm so appreciative to you and to the team here at Real Roots Radio for the opportunities. It's uh, ma been a major blessing in my life. I never would have dreamed in all this, in a million years, that uh, I'd be working in the radio broadcast industry. It's been a, a major blessing in my life and looking forward to working here many more years with you and the great team and all the great folks out there listening to us today. Well, your heart and soul shines through, Tyler. You, you love this kind of music. You love the people that make it. You love the history behind it, just like Chubby did. Of course, he had 75 years to do that, a lifetime to do that. You've, you've, you've loved it since you were a kid. And, that, and sharing that passion with our audience is the most important thing. Chubby was not uh, a Paul Harvey broadcaster. He was not uh, a Ralph Emery. Um, Chubby didn't. He had a totally different style than my dad. He had a totally different style than Bucks Braun. His passion for country music and the people that make it is what made Chubby um, loved by thousands of our listeners. And I think you'll be able to carry the torch forward. So thanks so much. Keep up the good work, and God bless you. We've been keeping it real for over two decades with no signs of slowing down. Real Roots Radio.